Welcome to the Beyond the Massacre podcast with Cam Lee. I'm your host, Pete Sludge Monster 76. Get ready to hear the untold story of the history of death metal. The truth they don't want you to know. The version they don't want you to hear. From the man himself, Cam Lee. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Beyond the Massacre podcast. So I'd like to welcome everybody to this episode of the Beyond the Massacre podcast. Now, uh, we've got 27, some... right? No, yeah, yes, we're at number number, number 27. This is, this is right, folks. We're fucking, we're easing our way now towards 50. And then you know what comes after 50? 51. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we got some crazy stuff to talk about today. We got some funny stuff. We got some really interesting new music for you guys. Uh, but, uh, first cam, let's talk about one of the cool experiences you had on the road. Uh, cause you guys, you got the chance to meet someone really cool and hang out and see some really cool stuff. Yeah. Well, um, unfortunately the show, uh, was small. Um, this was, uh, what was it? Their third show? Yeah. Maybe third. It was the third. The U S yeah. So it was a Sunday night. That's not, you know, you know, and of course, you know, um, we, we made our way up to Savannah. I always say Savannah. So we were in our Savannah, Georgia, and uh, you know we were playing this place called the Lodge of Sorrows. Now we pull up, and you know we're, we finally find this place, and it's like a warehouse kind of situation, kind of out in a weird area, and we're kind of taken aback. You know, like what, what, what is this? However, there's that don't ever judge a book by its cover situation kind of going on. Um, soon as we walk in and some people saw my photograph of this, there was a warthog, a stuffed warthog. And I'm like, dude, I got to take a picture with that. So I got behind it and, uh, Eldon took a picture of me, you know, wrestling the stuffed warthog. So I thought that was the greatest fucking thing to just walk in and there's a stuffed warthog right there at the door. Um, anyways, we, we go to the lounge of sorrow and it's, it's owned by Ryan Grayface, who does Grayface records, who also runs, uh, Terrorvision.com. Uh, uh, Terrorvision.com also releases amazing horror soundtracks and does. They do. They have license for really obscure underground VHS type horror stuff, which is the stuff I love, of course. So, uh, long story short, uh, the show went over well for 14 people. <laughs> I mean, I again, it was a small show. I don't know if there's 14 people. I'm just exaggerating. There might have been four, but um. There, the show was small, but Ryan made it a, a, an awesome experience. Ryan was was really, him and his wife really uh, made it made the experience awesome, especially for me, especially a horror nerd like myself, because they brought me to the uh, backside of uh, Lounge of Sorrows, and that is literally their warehouse um, where they store all their stuff for Terror Vision and Graveface Records. Um, and I automatically gravitated toward the TerraVision side. And I'm like, oh, shit. They got the soundtrack for Basket Case. They got the soundtrack for Chud 2. They got the soundtrack for Waxworks. And I was totally just, like, amazed. And uh, I'm sitting there talking to Carlos. And I turn around, uh, and Ryan's standing there. And he's like, he's like, yeah. And I'm like, this is what we do. And I'm like, dude, this is some awesome shit. So, uh I, I really 
I, I salute Ryan because I think, uh, you know, he felt bad because it was a Sunday night. There wasn't that much of a turnout. Um, and to make up for uh, the lack of people, he inter- he brought me over to the other side of the warehouse, which is literally where they do their T-shirts. And um, again, me being this big horror nerd, um, he's like, yeah, I, you know, you want some T-shirts? And I'm like, really? And, uh, you know, I start, he's like, yeah, you can take a T-shirt here and there. And I'm like, okay, cool. Do you, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a big guy now. Do you have size 2X in this shirt and 2X in this shirt? And uh, I had a shopping spree day. It was great. Um, he was like, let me grab, you know, all these obscure. And the thing that really hit me was I thought I was going to throw him uh, for, a, for a loop. And he's got all this stuff, you know, like underground, like really obscure stuff uh, as far as soundtracks go. And, you know, as far as like stuff, he has people's out stuff on vinyl. He puts out stuff on cassette. Um, I noticed he had things, not the thing, but things, things uh, soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, um, I, I try to throw him for a loop. I'm like, you got five, five, five. And he's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, really? Really? I'm like, you're like the only other person I know who's ever heard of 555. He's like, yeah, I got it. So I grabbed a 555 shirt. He had a 555 shirt. I grabbed it. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So I got that. I got a waxwork shirt. I got a basket case shirt. I got a shirt from the gate. Man, I, I already had a gate shirt, but I'm, I got bigger, so I've, I've outgrown it. I got a shirt <laughs> for the gate. Um, you know, he hooked me up. I even got I even got a Greyface record shirt, which was awesome because it's got Cthulhu on it. And I was like, Dad, man, that's perfect. It's like synchronicity here, man. It was just like a love affair going on here. I'm I'm loving this. So he really hooked me up. He hooked us. He hooked up the other guys in the band. Got them some shirts. I think I probably took more shirts <laughs> than everybody else. But you know, I got a spooky shirt, and then I also got some soundtracks on vinyl, which was really. And I've already already came home right away and ordered from him. I ordered uh, the basket case uh, soundtrack because at the time I didn't grab that. And I was like, oh, I got to get that. And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be on their, their list. And I want to bring my wife back up there actually to the Grayface Museum because I think she's going to enjoy that. And Savannah's not that far of a drive for us. It's about four hour drive north. So I really want to take her up there to kind of meet Ryan and kind of, you know, get into the whole thing. Because he does not only does he do like the Grayface Museum, which is this really cool like uh, museum of oddities but he he does he's got a he's got a horror pinball um like room full of old horror themed pinball machines this like it's literally the stuff we're gonna love his wife is into the goth thing so i think he also does like a goth uh side thing and uh it just seems like it's gonna be a fun weekend and it's really something i want to like hook back up with ryan and i'm using the show the podcast to kind of push him so um you know, it's Great Face Records and also TerrorVision.com. So if anyone wants to check out, especially if you're a horror fan, check out TerrorVision.com. He's got some amazing license to some really great soundtracks. And let me just tell you, his vinyl is not cheap. It's amazing. And the packaging is amazing. The vinyl is an amazing. Uh, you know, the quality is amazing. I, I really, 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 if you're a horror fan and you love horror movie soundtracks and especially obscure stuff, Definitely check out terrorvision.com. Yeah. So uh, just so everyone knows, it's terror, the word terror, uh, minus sign vision.com. And I'm looking through their site right now. And, uh, you know, Cam turned me on to them the other day. I was looking through their stuff. 
you know, my personal favorite. They got the fire in the fire in the sky soundtrack on cassette. Yeah. Yep. But they I got- looked at that and I thought of you. I looked at that when I saw that. I first thought of you. I said, "Damn, I should have grabbed that for you," and I didn't. I'm sorry. Dude, I apologize. It's but- all good, dude. They got some, but they got like Chud Two, the original soundtrack on cassette. They've got they've got the things stuff. They've got waxwork. They've got shirts. They've got I mean the soundtracks on cassette. They got Pet Cemetery Two. Uh, children shouldn't play with dead things cassette. Oh yeah, I forgot that one. I completely forgot. That's another one I've got to buy from them. I was like, oh my god. I mean, really, they've got so much cool stuff on there. Uh, you know, and they got the uh, original uh, My Bloody Valentine uh, soundtrack yes, yes, on cassette. That too. They got the graveyard shift stuff on cassette. I mean, dude, they just got some uh, dude. Hello, Mary Lou prom night two cassette. I mean, yeah, how I can you not? Oh, and they have the vinyl. They have the yeah, freaking, yes. they have the vinyl of it too. Absolutely awesome. So yeah, if, look, first of all, you know, one thing, and, and I, you know, me and Cam have discussed this in the past. We want to use the podcast as a way of pushing things that we think other people are going to like and people that are doing cool stuff. And, you know, it, most of the time on here we talk about we talk about music usually but we have talked about films and someone like this that's doing something like this and putting out this kind of stuff this is the reason why i love having a podcast and being able to expose people that might not have heard of this to this stuff because if you are an 80s horror freak you know and you like those b horror movies yes you are you got to go yes. to the site and check it out so i, I will plug it again it's terror minus vision.com go there check out their store i mean they've got everything from t-shirts to vinyls to you name it they got it on there and i mean especially hey look i know you uh, cool hipster metal guys like to have these, you know, strange shirts and the more obscure, the better. He's got some brilliant freaking shirts on here that uh, would definitely make you stand out when you get on stage. And, yeah, oh, and go ahead. I want to, I know I want to say, I want to tell you, I got his shirts and I want to let you know it's great quality. It's not just cheap shirts. He's, he's actually some, the quality of the shirts is amazing. So it's not like you're getting somebody who's like when you buy shirts for me, where you get budget shirts, and I'm not, hey, you know, no. hey I'm just, I, well, I'm, I'm, I, I don't, have, I'm not getting like trash can stuff, but you know, I'm getting, I'm getting not the highest quality stuff, but his stuff is high quality. It's, it's soft, you know, it's really soft uh, material. It's, it's a better grade than, than the, than the smaller, lesser grade concert shirts that you're, you might normally be, you right. know, used to. Sure. And it's all, it's, it's not. You know, it's silkscreen. You know, he's got his own silkscreen company, which which is amazing as well. So, I mean, this guy is definitely an entrepreneur, um, and uh, you know, really, really awesome guy, really nice guy. Him and his wife both, they're awesome people. Um, so, I, I want to plug them as much as possible because uh, they were good to me, and when people are good to me, I, I want to return the favor. Of course, and I gotta say, I'm just you know scrolling through their site, and I mentioned this to you the other day when we were talking and looking at stuff uh freddy's nightmare the single from the fucking from the tv series i mean on pink freaking vinyl that and and i mean that pink is an awesome pink and then the cassette also for freddy's nightmare is blood red it's a deep blood red that looks so freaking awesome look this guy really has some great freaking merch and you know he has I know. Some, he and that's ha- not even talking about grave i mean that's not even talking about grave face records because he has this other company grave face records which does 
other type of music stuff, which is I can imagine is probably pretty fucking awesome. I I, I have to say I haven't checked it out yet because I've been all about the soundtracks, but I'm open to check out Greyface Records, you know, as well. Did you and get the bands he's got on there? Did you get the People Under the Stairs soundtrack? I did not get that. I missed oh, that somewhere. Man. I didn't see that. I wanted. To, I once I saw it, I got home and I looked at the website. I'm like, damn, how did I miss that, dude? I was so overwhelmed. I, I mean, can, I was literally I can imagine, overwhelmed. man. I was like a kid in a candy store where you go in the candy store and you just don't know what to grab. You're like, oh, 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 look at this, look at this. I, so I was like a kid in a candy store, and I, I just was like, oh, you got this, you got it. I was so ecstatic that he got me a copy of the the gate on vinyl because he told me it was sold out. He goes, this is sold out, but there's here's a copy, and I was like, oh, unbelievable. Awesome. And then I got, I, I didn't even look at it till I got home, and I got home. Now, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen, and I'm probably going to steal this idea in the future. I opened this vinyl. It's a gatefold vinyl, first right. off. And then you open it up, and it's a fucking pop-up. It's oh. a pop-up of cool. the demon at the end of the movie. Oh. And the artwork is the staircase, and the demon pops up out of the... I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. This is so. This is touching my youth. This is taking me back to the 80s. It's nostalgic, but it's giving me something I never thought I would ever see. And I was like, this is the most amazing thing ever. So there you go. I'm cooing over this guy because I'm cooing over his stuff because it's really that great stuff. If you're a collector, and especially of 80s horror, you want to be just blown away by the quality of this guy's stuff, definitely order because you will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Dude, they've got pins. They also have freaking die. They have die cast pins. Dude, they have a freaking monster squad fucking pin that says, I know. Creature stole my Twinkie. How <laughs> people need to be. Look, I don't know why. I, I mean, listen, you got to be on there. They have Pennywise enamel pins. Man, they have, yeah. they have, they, dude, they just have some great stuff. So, yeah. So, there we go. You know, TerraVision. Uh, so it's terror-sign-vision.com and definitely go check it out and, uh, you know, support, dude, support cool people that are doing cool things and giving you stuff, you know, instead of going out to your local mall and, you know, shopping at whatever cool person scop mall as uh, cool person stores in the mall. You know, freaking hot topic. Hot no, oh, topic. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. She's probably yeah. Oh, Can we say that on the show? I don't. I don't, I don't we, want to throw hot topic under the bus. We, we, what are they going to do? Yeah. Sue us, dude? It'd be the best thing Spencers. in the world for us. You know, yeah, we get that's all kind of yeah, Spencers, all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So yes. Yeah. So look, support people like this because look, I know there's stuff on here. They have monster the monster cereal enamel pin with you know Count Chocula, Booberry, oh, and Frankenberry. I wanted those. I wanted those and I didn't. I forgot to get those. Yeah. Well, see, there's more stuff for me to order, so I will be supporting them. Yeah. I, and you know, hopefully, other people out there will be supporting them as well, since we're plugging them on the show. And yes, we do not get paid. This no. is a free plug. Yeah. 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 We, we, this is so. Yeah. And that's something people got to realize too. You know, we're we're not getting any money from any of this stuff. If you if you hear me or Cam plug something on here. Uh, it's because it's something we like. It's because so, it's something we use. Yes, yeah, you know, it's we're not yes. we're not going to just use this willy nilly. You know, we're not. You know, That's my, my my next plug is going to be about uh, you know uh, you know uh, ball powder. 
you know, testicle oh, powder. Oh, there we go. Because <laughs> I use it. I use it. <laughs> well, you know, I do listen to some podcasts that do have that on there. So if those people want to come really, on here, man, really, I was dude, just joking. Right? They really? literally <laughs> do advertise. I think it's uh, the people that make the, the there's a. Uh, Fuck, there, there's a there's a company that that always advertise they do razors and stuff, but they also make like a ball powder. And I, mine is Happy Nuts. I use Happy Nuts. That's what stop it. Happy Nuts. You do not use no, something called Happy Nuts. It is. I swear to God, look it up. It's Happy Only Nuts. Only in a look. This is my thing. Now, just so you know, you don't find ball powder in other countries. Okay, I live in Germany. <laughs> I have never seen ball powder. Of course, it doesn't get hot and humid like it does there in Florida. So, I mean, that would make sense. But I mean, I, I'm sorry. When I was a kid growing up in Florida, you just used fucking baby powder or talcum powder. There was yeah, some- but now Johnson and Johnson's baby powder—they're getting sued for causing cancer in everybody. They caused testicular cancer, uh, testicular cancer. Can I say that again? The and they caused like testicular- vagina cancer in women. <laughs> testicular cancer. What? Stop it! Are you Dude, serious? Look it up. There's like I'm, I'm serious. They're like this big lawsuit, like billions and billions of dollars that because, Johnson and Johnson because of baby powder, caused, because of baby powder, but, something in the fucking some wait, chemical stop. in the baby powder. Stop. How is this causing uterine cancer? I mean, we're, we're I don't. You're not using fucking okay. baby powder. <laughs> okay, this is this is okay. This is this is no. Horrible. You want to know how? This is how I think it happens. This is how I think it happens. Because you know me, I'm gonna I'm gonna overthink it. This is what I'm thinking has happened. Some guy is using the baby powder to powder his nuts, and he's getting it all over his cock. Then he's fucking his woman with baby powder cock, and it's getting into her vagina through his fucking baby powder covered cock. That's how I think it's happening. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to shut off my microphone. <laughs> because, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, anyone listening to this podcast, never, and I repeat, never take any medical advice from either Camley or myself, okay? And please, by all means. Hey, this is just a hypothesis. It's not, it's not advice. I'm just hypothesizing how it caused you know, women uh, to have cancer of the uterus. And uh, I'm like, I'm like, cause, cause I even asked my wife, I'm like, do you powder that shit? Like up inside your vagina? Oh, like, no. This is going to wait. This is going to make anyway. your like, wife super happy powder. when she hears this. Oh. Let me tell you, you are so fucked now. I'm leaving this in there too. <laughs> oh, Okay, so uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do. You know what? I did put in Johnson and Johnson baby powder lawsuits, and there's a million things. So okay, you're right. They're they're, they're yeah. They're, no, it's serious. It's, yeah, it's it's bad right. stuff. So apparently, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't mean to make light of you know Johnson and Johnson baby powder causing utero cancer. Oh gosh, just the vision was just killing me. I just yeah. <laughs> I was just so let's talk me. about this because because uh, we just found this out this morning and. This is interesting, and, and the, the EU tour is still not happening yet, by the time people hear this. Methane got added to our, our EU tour. Yes. That's, that's actually – we just found this out this morning. Yes. <laughs> so Yes. Yeah, so we'll just, It's cool. It is cool. And and look, here's the deal. People got to understand something. Um, so uh, those of you that haven't realized it yet, Pete's taking care of the European tour manager stuff for Massacre. So I've been I've been dealing with uh, promoters and the booking agency and everything, and uh, so and it's I, just sucks. <laughs> it, it's, it's, just, let me just tell people something. 
I feel for anyone that's a tour manager. Uh, now, obviously, look, the, the level that Massacre is at, it's, it's, it's a lot of DIY stuff involved. You know, there's a lot of stuff, bands that, you know, people would think of. Tour managers don't deal with this stuff. But, you know, to keep everything on, the, on, a, on a certain budget and to make everything, you know, as economically sound as possible... You know, I I do what I can to cut corners, and I, I basically, you know, and you're doing and you're doing a brilliant job, by I, the way. I, I, I want to say that on the show. I appreciate that. But so here's the deal. So Pete gets hit with some crazy stuff sometimes, and you know, yesterday we had a show canceled out of the blue, and you know, but it wasn't because of the band. It was apparently something happened at the club because we know other bands that have also had their shows canceled there. So it wasn't, you know, anything having to do with a band that the show got canceled. But today Pete wakes up and. I literally, I see this post and it's the massacre poster for the tour and it's got necrosy on there, necrosy or however we say that. God, I can't do when we get on tour with them. I got to ask him how you pronounce that because I know I'm butchering their damn name because uh, it's probably like a hard C or something and they're going to say it Italian and it's going to sound all cool and shit because they're Italian. But anyway, so I, I see this, I see this, I see this logo on there and it says methane and I'm like, huh? So at first, I thought it was some local band called Methane that was playing on a certain, uh, at one of the club, an individual show gig. And then I realized that it was the entire tour. So this band is on, this band are now on the, you know, on the entire tour uh, with you guys in the Crussy. And uh, the only thing they won't be doing is they won't be doing the festival stuff, but they'll be doing all the club stuff. And actually so they're they're like a they play like a thrash it's like i guess a new old school thrash i don't know what they what people call that these days i don't know it's it's lost on me but it's thrash it is it is thrash so uh basically it's uh tim scott who played in uh the revelant and also played in hate plow which i'm sure if you listen to death metal you and if you're an old school guy then you've heard the Revelant, and you know, I'm sure you've heard freaking Hate Plow at some point. So, you know, he he. Played... I was asked to actually sing in that band. By yeah. the way, <laughs> yes. which I think you, you googled that. Didn't if, you? if you Google Hate Plow, boys and girls, you'll find out that one of the big things on their site is freaking. It says on there, Cam Lee was asked to play in the band and said no. That's like a literally a tagline on the Hate Plow website. I was like, wow, okay, that's that that's that's a thing, I guess. So, um, so yeah, uh, it's so, not, I love how they just cut it, cut and dry it. And he said, no, and he, <laughs> there was a little bit more to it, but said, you know, no, that's okay. pretty much what it said. And I'm yeah. just like, I'm like, he said, he said, no, he said, God damn it. He said, he said, said is, no, he said, this is rubbish. <laughs> rubbish. No, that's actually not true. That's not true. I didn't no, say anything like that. No, no. you did. No, they, it was good. It's just, it's just, Hey, it was uh, at the time. It wasn't a good time for me to be doing stuff. And, I, I tried to. I'll work with anybody. If you're gonna, you're gonna work with me. You're gonna send me stuff. Sure, let me hear it. Let me try to do it. But uh, if it gets to a point where it's like I'm doing more work than everybody else, or something like that, that's not saying that was the situation there. Right. But a lot of times it, it, it is that. A lot of times it is where I'm I'm doing more work work uh, than everybody else. And it's like you know why am I what what how many how okay my shirt tails. Cannot be stepped on anymore, man. I'm, I'm like, I'm not trying to say I'm anything special either, but fucking a, why the hell do I have stepping stool written on my ass or something? Do I? I just, I wonder this shit sometimes, man. Yeah. So, um, for people that don't know, you know who freaking who who hate plow was. It was kind of like a, it was like a Fort Lauderdale kind of like all star band. 
um, you had all different, you had people from Cannibal Corpse in there. You had people from freaking uh, Malevolent Creation in there. Um, you know, there was, it was, it was, it was a bunch of people that people would have heard of. So, I mean, it would honestly make sense for them to, you know, to have asked you to, to, to sing. And regardless of what happened, you know, it was just, it was, just, it's, it's just funny that that's literally part of the, 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 one of the, the websites, <laughs> yeah, one of the taglines on the web's website. I was like, wow. I'm like, that's kind of cool. So, uh, but, uh, anyway, I reached out to, uh, Tim Scott. Uh, from methane uh seems like a really cool guy it'll be nice to uh be out there on the road with another old school guy because the uh the revelant that's how you spell that's you how you say it i think i think it's the revelant I, i'm pretty sure that's what it is or revelant um apparently mcatee was in the band and i i thought i remembered that from uh from when when i interviewed john which no one has heard because the sound quality was horrible and John, if you're listening, sorry, but that's why your podcast didn't come out because it just it ended up being the unusable. I mean, unusable. Yeah, yeah. It, it was yeah. literally unusable. I mean, it was it was it was problems on his end, problems on my end, and it was one of the early on times when we were doing uh, when we first started with all this stuff, and so there were some issues, which is why it never come out, why it never came out. But uh, so anyway, Tim Tim's been around the scene for a long time. He's one of those old school guys from the eighties too. So, uh, it'll be nice to be out on tour with, uh, with another guy yeah, from, uh, yeah. with another guy from way back in the day. So there you well, go. Like, well, I, what, what I try to tell you is as, as uh, unlike, um, it, I, I can't say unlike, but you know, what, whatever, bigger bands, whatever. I, I just want to show, you know, the fans that massacre, we, we like to take bands that, that maybe no one's really heard of or, you know aren't as well exposed not that massacre is anything big any anyways like i said you know it's not like i really don't think we should be headlining but you know people put us in that position but bands like necrosy and bands like Maine who might not be getting as much exposure at least you know we're we're open to taking these bands out on tour with us and uh, and helping out. I mean, we did it in the U.S. tour with Druid Lord. Of course, people know who Mortis Gold is, um, and I would think that Druid Lord has their own. And hopefully, they got some new fans uh, with it, with it. But uh, you know, I've always had the oh, when I say master, I mean me. But I've always had the always had the feeling that I should help as much as possible with new bands. Um, so it's not a very problem for me. It's just a shock. It's just more shocking when I just, wow, we're almost at the tour and we just found out today. Of, but, yeah, of course, we're like, we're like at 30, 38 or 37 or 38 days from the tour starting and uh, literally found out there's, there's another, there's another band on the road. So, uh, yeah. so there you go. And yes, you know, it is, it is very cool to have bands, uh, bands with you guys that, you know, uh, they're not there's there's they're they're not lesser bands they're just bands that maybe people haven't heard of and haven't got quite that exposure and you know exactly look we had we had the conversation about it today and me and you both agree that you know uh massacre is best is best suited to be with another band uh another not doesn't even have to be a legacy band but another band of of of, uh a bigger stature you know because sometimes maybe you know um massacre isn't pulling in this massive freaking crowd that some people assume because you guys are a legacy band that you are able to bring in so yeah that's unfortunately that's uh, uh that's probably the result of all the negativity that massacre has had and yeah. I'm not, not going to sugarcoat. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm just going to tell it like it is. There's fans out there that still don't know how to how to accept the band uh, currently the way that it is because you've got former members out there trashing it every day. Um, so 
it's it's a band that's it's it's hard to find its footing because um it's it's had a shitty it is a shitty fucking uh history it is a shitty goddamn history and um as a as as a fan of other stuff myself you, there's people are going to be you know a little taken back they're going to be you know resistant to see oh you know am i am i and you know unfortunately uh we had last year to cancel california when we had three california shows come up so that looks bad you know on on other things of course that was out of our hands that was on the other end of things but fans don't know that and i'm here to tell you that fans i'm trying to tell you from a fan perspective that uh, it doesn't look solid, you know, and I can understand it when something doesn't look solid. Do you want to invest in it? So it's hard. It's hard. So I get it. I get it. I'm trying to tell people there. I get it. I understand it. I'm not I'm not an asshole or thinking, oh, man, people should be coming out to see us, blah, blah, blah. No, fuck that. I get it. I get the resistance to kind of come to our show. That's why you're saying and I'm saying we need to be put on with a band that has a little bit more um you know clout a band that has clout so i can take out massacre and prove that we are legitimately now a band that can be taken serious and a band that can that's going to remain um now that i'm you know in the captain's seat i guess you can say yeah and that's look i i I muted myself i was like oh good god i've muted myself what have i done um no and and that's the thing man is that you know it's uh how, how to word this so it is you guys you guys have this stigma to you that uh some people look people recognize obviously people recognize from beyond People recognize the demons, people recognize the cover, people recognize that. And when people think of Massacre nowadays, that's what they think of. But it's confusing because you have, like you said, you have former members out there doing their own thing and, you know, stuff gets said and, you know, sometimes maybe people kind of scratch their head. However, I got to say that stuff like what you just did in America and stuff like especially what we're doing this um, this summer in Europe with the band and getting you guys on bigger festivals helps put massacre back in the spotlight and helps people see, Hey, look, you know, this is what massacre is now. And massacre sounds fucking great. Massacre sounds the way massacre always sounds. You know what I mean? You might not recognize those faces on stage, but you're going to recognize the music and you're going to recognize the sound and you're going to recognize cam's vocals. And that's what's, you know, you're not going to recognize my fat ass (laughs) rolling around on stage either. Cause I put on, put on another person (laughs) somehow. Yeah. Look, man, anyone that saw back in the old days and these days, come on. There's not many of us. There's not many people that look the same way we did back then, man. I mean, come on. It's yeah. just not happening. You know, but it, yeah. it, some it, people do, though. I mean, I, I don't know how Pete Slate does it. He's still skinny. I don't know how the fuck he does it. Yeah. You know, but, uh, no, you're you know, right. He, yeah. You're right. There there yeah. are those. There are some, those. Of us, some of us do. Well, you know, hey, you know, there's all things, all things. I don't know. I don't know how I got fat. I just one day woke up. I'm like, hey, I'm another person. What the fuck happened here? What the fuck? (laughs) But yeah, so the point was um, we're getting Massacre back out there in front of the bigger crowds and the festivals. And, uh, you know, it's it's a good thing. And it's going to help. It's going to help pick stuff up. You know what I mean? But yeah, so needless to say, uh, we got the European tour coming up. We got two bands out with us now. 
so it's going to be it's going to be great you know what i mean it's going to be great yeah, uh, yeah, ma- yeah. make a huge partridge family bus kind of thing we'll be out there finger painting on the side of the bus and shit and yeah and that kind of stuff yep. so uh we got some music we want to talk That's- about Actually, actually, no. You wonder. I I thought about something. You what talked you, about the bus. Let's talk about some bus ethics because there was some oh, actually the, the okay. U.S. tour. There was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told you about this. Yeah. Go so, ahead, Mr. Lee. I, I wanna, take that I, away. I I do want to talk about a couple of things. So, a number one, I will say, I will say, um, you know, we went out on tour with Druid Lord. We shared a van, not a bus, a van, and uh, so the, the, the saving grace is the fact that two members of Druid Lord are also two members of Massacre. So you had less people on the van because of that. You had six guys on the van, but that's still six guys on a van, right? Traveling for uh, almost a uh, week and a half. Six guys in a van traveling for almost a week and a half. I will tell you, there were no smells. I was actually very impressed. Everyone was very clean. <laughs> so I, w- I wanted to start off with that. I will say that uh, Druid Lord and Massacre are probably one of the best smelling bands on the road because nobody stunk. I will tell you that. There wasn't even a foot odor. There wasn't even a, a, a you know BO, nothing like that. So I was very, very surprised um, and pleasantly surprised that I didn't have to be. Uh, if anyone's heard me in the past talk about this, and this is even, even before the show, when I used to talk about this on my radio show, and I used to talk about this on in interviews, I'm a I am a germaphobe, and uh, coming with the germophobia also comes with the smell. So I'm, I don't know if what the word is for you don't like when you I don't fear smells. I just don't like bad smells. And bo is definitely one of the things that if you want to piss me off, be be a stinky white guy. <laughs> this is just nothing nothing ugh, nothing fucking irritates me more than than a than a, a stinky person. But um, I will say that. Uh, there was very, very clean uh, people on the bus. Now, but however, there was a funny situation, and I have to talk about this. We're about eight days into the tour, all right? And uh, so I get in the bus. We're all getting in the bus in the morning. Carlos is in the back. Um, and Carlos, he's an axe guy. He loves to use axe spray. So he gives he gives this little you know hit of axe spray under his arms, swish, swish. He offers me the axe spray. I'm sitting in the seat in front. He's all the way in the back. Um, he, I'm like, sure, sure. I'll take that. I, I hit it. And, uh, two, two of the members start bitching and complaining, which is, makes me laugh. Which makes me completely start laugh. I won't, I won't tell you who two members are, but they're like, could you guys please not spray that in the bus? And I'm laughing and I'm like, dude, you're worried about 30 seconds of underarm spray in, in here in a, an enclosed van. But the, by the way, the van door was wide open still. So it wasn't like we were all in it driving. No, the van, we were loading. Um, and I'm like, dude, you're worried about fucking 30 seconds of underarm spray that we sprayed in here. Yet for the past eight days, you have been locked inside fucking clubs all night long for four to five hours with cigarette smoke going on, pot smoke going on, meth smoke going on, crack smoke going on. I don't know what kind of bodily odor all kinds of stuff. Not only that, but you guys were at an S&M club, a gay S&M club, and you were laying all over the couches in the back room, by the way, with no you know, protection on, and you're worried about 30 seconds of fucking spray. And I just thought it was funny, you know? This is the funny things that I think are funny on the road. So but that's all. That's all I wanted to well, talk about. Wait a second. I got something we need to play on the podcast. Wait, here we go. Bromidrosyphobia. 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 
So, bro, bromyphocytrophobia <laughs> is the fear of body smells. So there you go. <laughs> Pete has. Uh, well, Cam was talking. Pete was googling and got up the. Because, dude, first of all, it the word pops up and I'm like, oh my god, I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm not even going to try that. Microcytophobia. Bro, microcytophobia. <laughs> and I'm bro, like, whoa. There you go. So, so there it is. Actually, bro, bro, microside. Bro, my. Oh, so it's B R O M I D R O S I phobia. <laughs> Oh, I love it, man. Bro, 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 bro. bro. I can see myself, bro. You stink. It's bro, phobia. <laughs> what? Yeah, man, bro, bro. You smell. So, yeah. so since look it up, man. Since we're on body smells, Pete has Pete. Pete's gonna go on it. Pete's gonna go on his own version of a rant here. So, here's the thing. Uh, this is gonna sound bad coming from an American, but I will say that I've lived now in Germany. Uh, just as long as I lived in America. So take this as a person who I guess is international. There are some countries that it is socially acceptable not to use deodorant and it's no big deal. Oh yeah. I I know that. Yeah, I know. So here's the deal. I'm aware of that. Here's Pete's issue. Now, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, Those of you that are metal fans and those of you that are metal fans in Europe understand what I'm about to say. Now, unlike Florida, where we all grew up wearing shorts, camouflage shorts and T-shirts and stuff. And, you know, sweating's a big thing. So, you know, we we use a lot of deodorant. I don't remember there being a lot of stinky people at shows or festivals. I will tell you, I have been to, I think, all of your, the, the, the biggest Europe music festivals, metal festivals that exist i will tell you i've never been to one where literally after the second day there isn't this cloud that just sits above the crowd at the main stage and that cloud is just humidity and body funk because you're yeah (laughs) because european european metal fans love to wear leather for some reason now wear leather in the hot sun and don't wear deodorant for multiple days. Now, I'm not saying this is everybody. And don't send me emails saying I wear deodorant. I get it. It's not everybody. But you know what? There's a large population of you out there. And all I'm asking is please. Please. Yeah. For the love of all that is death metal and metal. And for the love of your neighbor next to you in the pit. Or standing next to you at a barricade. Yes. Smashed up where you have literally thousands and thousands and thousands of people behind you. And there's no way to go except for over the pit wall. And then it's getting drug off by security guards. Please wear deodorant. Because. Or not even deodorant. At least use some soap, motherfuckers. Use, use, some use soap. something. Now, I can also say something. And I mean, Cam can attest to this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as singers, we have our bodies, uh, our noses, our mouths. Everything is open when we're singing. So as we are singing on stages, and I've been on stages over here to metal crowds, and I will tell you that it, it is even worse because you're breathing it all in as you're singing. And I remember playing at an outdoor festival once in Schweinfurt, Germany, where I literally started to gag. It was hot and it was the absolute worst. I literally started to gag. 
So there you go. I, I'm not saying anything bad about anybody. I'm not pointing out German, oh. Swedish, French. I don't care who you are. This is a global thing. If you're a metal fan, wear deodorant, please. Or use soap. I don't care. Use They got crystals. Do something. But put on something, please. Because if you smell... I think, I, dude, I think, I think some metalheads think it's metal to be stinky. <laughs> I, I really do. I think... I think Especially as okay, especially and, and it reminds me of it reminds me of Ralphie May stand up, but especially like, you know, white guys with shit dreads. You know, why is it the white guy like just like Ralphie May said, why is it white guys with shitty ass AIDS dreads? You know, one's fucking longer than the other, one's all fucked up. Yet you have black guys with dreads. Black guys with dreads smell nice like evanescence and 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 pleasure and you got these stinky smelly white guys that <laughs> have these fucking aids looking dreads and they stink like shit i mean not only okay i, I can understand the whole not smelling not using soap not using deodorant whatever but dude you smell like fucking shit now i mean just like you just woke up and rolled around in your own feces type of shit that's what i'm talking about and, that's the kind of stink i'm talking about but you know what cam and as as you were saying that i was thinking this Dude, those <laughs> those guys always got hot ass chicks, and I don't. I, know. I, I, I do not understand at all how that works. I don't. You know, uh, yeah. there. Well, uh, you know, women women are attracted to the smell of shit. I've come to the conclusion <laughs> of that. <laughs> oh God! There we go. I have come to the I have come to the conclusion Ooh. that some women, not all women, but there are some women of a certain certain uh you know flavor we've just lost we've just lost all our female <laughs> listeners if there are any females out there that listen to this show that was the opinion of mr cam lee <laughs> please I'm just joking Come please on. please address all hate emails to beyond the massacre podcast at gmail.com and just put tagline <laughs> women like i smell like shit oh i know Oh, that's the best. I'm not saying all women. Of course, my wife doesn't like it. And my wife, not my wife's very, very clean and loves the smell of me being clean. You know, but, <laughs> I'm um, sure you she know, appreciates it. I appreciate it. Everybody around you yeah. appreciates it. You know, we appreciate people, especially we're going to, you're going to be riding in my car this summer. So I really appreciate you not smelling yeah. funky. I'm a very, I, I try to, I try to, I try to be very clean. I might be fat, but I try to be very clean. So that <coughs> that's something. Okay, so uh, but, uh, we we wanted to, we wanted to talk about some music. Let's 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 shift gears before we literally have nobody left listening to us, or we pissed everybody off. Uh, and yeah. they're standing outside your house with torches and pitchforks. Yes. So um, there's something I have noticed, and I'm sure every, if you're into metal, you've you've noticed through the past couple of years. You've you've kind of you've got if you're if you're not noticing at least the name, or maybe you might not be familiar with the music or the song. That got popular, but you if you're on social media, you kind of see. Now, there's this band uh, out of Japan, and when I say this, everybody's going to go, oh, yeah, I, I know. You're, you're either on one side of the fence or the other side of the fence with this band, and that's baby metal. And, uh, yeah, some people are like, that's just band's a joke, and then uh, there's other people that love this band. Obviously, this band is doing something big because they're, they're toying with Death Clock. Um, so there's like a baby clock tour going on right now. Uh, death clock okay death clock yes this it's almost it's a cartoon yeah i get it but you know um obviously there's some bigger name people who play in that band and they're going on tour with baby metal now here's the thing about baby metal that that 
not annoys me, but kind of like uh, puts me back because it's a bad representation of Japanese extreme uh, metal. And and the reason why, and I'm getting into this, and we're gonna play a song too from from her. Um, before baby metal was even around, before I even knew who the fuck baby metal was, before anything, before I heard the song Chocolate and all that shit, there was a band that I was into, um, or a female who I was into from Japan. And let me just give you this: thing. it's called Fourteenth Generation Toilet Hanako-san. Yeah, that is it. Fourteenth Generation. Toilet Hanako-san. And uh, she does death metal. And it's fucking brutal. Amazing death metal. It's kind of a cross between death metal and, and deep beat punk. And it's just really brutal. And it's something that no one's ever heard of because baby metal came out and kind of took over. But 14th generation Toilet Hanako-san, I want to play the song on this show called Massacre. And we will. Because let me tell you, uh, so Cam turned me on to this. Now, Pete listens to some crazy stuff. This is absolutely bonkers and brutal and just great. And I got to say, it's always cool to get turned on to new stuff. And that's another thing. You know, we want to use the podcast for that. We want to use the podcast to turn people onto stuff they met never. They may have never have heard. And I would have never have heard this. And I was just completely blown away. It's brutal. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. Now she's like a performance artist. So of course, obviously just like baby metal, there are bands. They got band members or they got a band behind the scenes or whatever that actually play the music, but she's the vocalist, just like the baby metal, you know, girls, they're vocalists. They don't actually play the music, but again, 14th generation toilet Hanako-san or Hanako-san for short. Um, she has she was around at least i was introduced to her long before the whole baby metal boom came out so that's really why i want to push her on the show i want to show people that it's not all like uh whatever you think it is like happy you know mixture of like you know this pop uh star kind of japanese pop star stuff mixed with metal there are really some real good brutal stuff uh japanese stuff out there and 14 generation toilet hanako-san is one of those who i just when i got into it i was like this is awesome so there you go yeah that it, dude it is and i i gotta say you know there are some it, it's always cool to find those bands then get to turn people on to them you know and that's cool so you know we there we go we're gonna we're gonna turn some and what song we're playing are we, are we gonna play that we're gonna play the massacre song yeah we're gonna play the song that's called massacre by okay. 14th generation toilet Hanako-san. There yes. you go. So, uh, what else do we want to talk about here on this uh, on this episode? Do we have anything else we want to talk about? Well, I mean, I could, if you want to talk about two other bands, another band, we were talking about this earlier. There's there's a lot of obscure, not a lot of people think. Okay, this is one thing I don't like is as you go and you and you see these interviews with all these so-called legacy personalities. And you got these legacy. Let me tell you something. I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, but I will tell you because I've been around these guys just as long. A lot of these guys who say they're death metal fans, you really ask them about, okay, what's what's new death metal that you like? They're going to name something that doesn't that, that everyone knows about. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm and again, I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus, but I'm trying to say is you go and ask such and such from such and such band. What's their favorite death metal band? They're going to name something 
that everyone already knows of. It's like these guys don't reach that far out of the box. You know what I mean? It's it's like I was talking about in the last uh, episode or the last um, episode or couple episodes ago on, on the podcast. There's a sort of mafia circle thing, and no one kind of reaches outside of that. And it's sad to me as a fan, first off, as a fan, because we were all fans at first. As a fan myself, I try to find the most obscure stuff. I try to find stuff that I like that might not necessarily be in that wheelhouse of everybody's everybody's little circle. Because I'm I'm not just kind of sticking, I'm not ass kissing. I, I, I always picture dogs when they just meet each other for the first time at the park and they're all like sniffing each other's asshole. I'm not that guy. I'm the dog out there playing with the Frisbee, you know, and don't give a fuck about everybody else. Um, so I'm reaching out and looking at other things and I'm always going to, as a fan, I'm always looking for other stuff. And sometimes I find some obscure death metal bands that maybe not everyone else has heard of. And one of my favorites, and I, t I talked to you about this today, is I don't know how to pronounce their name. That's the thing that kills me. I wish I could pronounce it right. I'm going to say it, which I think is the correct pronunciation. But there's this band called Shurim. Right. S-U-H-R-I-M. There you I go. I think that's how you say it. Shurim. And they're from Belgium. And uh, they, I don't think they exist anymore. But they, they got a couple albums out. Uh, one of my favorite albums from them is a album called happy hour and i do believe it was the last album they did it wasn't recorded some back like 2007, 2007 or yeah, 2007 is what it says yeah yeah, yeah okay so to, yeah so so it's it's quite a few years old and uh so that's another band i'd like to push because here's a band a death metal band that probably barely any of you guys probably on the show have listened to or if, if you have listened to it i'm amazed it's great that you you know this band this band is one of my favorite obscure already broken up death metal bands i want to play the song bone saw um off the happy hour because that's actually one of my favorite songs I, I mean the whole album is amazing but that's one of my favorite songs off that album and again i like to push things that maybe not necessarily those of you that know cannibal corpse or capital or capital decapitation and all that kind of stuff the stuff that's pushed in your face every single day that's not underground I'm trying to like bring you guys stuff that's really underground because again, as I've always said, massacre forever underground. That is my, that is, I stand by that. And what I mean by that is not only will massacre remain underground, but my influences, my likes, the things I look for are forever underground. And that's kind of like, this is the wheelhouse I like to push myself into and put myself into. Yeah. And I mean, that's the way it used to be too. I mean, that's a, that's an old school way of thinking about it is that, you know, we used to do that, dude. You used to go over to your buddy's house, especially you, man, dude, you had Jim Pedersen to go to his house yeah. yes, and to go there and dig through tapes. And I mean, that's, I I was in Jim's room once uh. and that's just, that was tape collector, tape trader heaven. You know, I mean, yes. Jim's list was was wow, amazing. I mean, literally freaking amazing. But that's the way it used to be. You used to go to your buddy's house and he'd be like, hey, man, what do you got? Or your buddy would come to school, be like, hey, man, look what I got in the mail yesterday. And he'd have new demos. You know, when you always you used to always be going to your buddies and asking about what kind of music they're yes. listening to. Yes. 
Whereas yeah. now everybody's listening to the same thing because everyone's got the same stuff. You go onto your YouTube. Yeah, because our social media social media is pushing right. that stuff, or they've got they've got a certain PR guy that's pushing it. You know, sure. and that's all they're pushing, and that's all everyone's exposed to. And these PR guys love the hashtag, you know, massacre, and <laughs> just push it. They all have every, uh, yes, it yeah. is, but yeah. but dude, that's the truth. I mean, I follow the massacre the massacre band hashtag and the massacre official band hashtag. And it is, dude, people use the hell out of that hashtag on some stuff that has nothing to do with Massacre. And I'm like, oh, come on. I mean, there should be there should be some way of filtering yeah, that there's, out. There's but something this morning. There's something that just, just I just saw this morning. And I'm not talking about the uh, I'm not talking about the methane band. There was somebody else that hashtagged us. Oh, it was a band which I don't have a problem with this, you know, never have a problem with this. But uh, a band uh, covered one of our songs. And from back in, I guess, 2007, ironically, we're talking about that year for some reason today. And, uh, yeah, they, they uh, put a video up and they, they hashtagged us because their video is them covering, I think, Dawn of Eternity from back in 2007. I'm like, wow, wow. Here, was, here we go again. Yeah, here we go again. I, I appreciate it. It helps. But it helps. But, uh, you know, come on. Let's, let's not let's not let's sugarcoat it. We, we know what this is all about, you know. Let's step on Cam's shirt tails again. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, it is. But, you know, I don't have a problem. No, and it, I mean, look, it, dude, it is frustrating. It, it, it's it's one thing, you know, but it's another it's another thing. But, yeah, I mean, at least they were covering a Massacre song. Hopefully it was a good cover. So not because we've heard. Some, yeah, we've heard some bad ones. We still have that podcast coming, ladies and gentlemen. I know some of you probably, you know, I know me and Cam sometimes say, hey, we're going to have this going on or that going on, or we're going to do a podcast about this or that. And then you never hear it. No, trust me, they will come out at some point or they do get recorded at some point. You know, we don't forget the ideas. It's just we end up having like like today was the perfect example. You know, we had stuff we wanted to talk about. But then we woke up this morning and just got smacked in the face with a million things we oh, we man. couldn't we couldn't not talk about. You know what I mean? So uh, that, that's the way things generally work for us. You know, we will have an outline of stuff we want to hit on. You know, topics and uh, and we'll usually go from there. But uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, on days like today, uh, you know, the reality just kind of has its own way of you know pushing the show and its topics. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, you reminded me of, of Jim Pedersen while I'm sitting here. So you, you're not the only guy that kind of can do stuff while, while you're, while someone's talking. Can you? And I remember cool. Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Jim got me a whole bunch of shit at one time. He sent me a bunch of CDs. He burned for me because, you know, he's a collector and I'm, I'm a poor, I'm a poor bastard that doesn't, I don't buy, I don't buy my, I should say I'm a poor bastard, but I don't, I don't buy a lot of music. Um, uh, you know, I, as much as Jim does, I don't. Right. I do support the scene when it's when it's something I really love. I'll, I'll buy it. But Jim just went apeshit for a couple of months there and sent me a bunch of burnt CDs. And I remember because you were talking about Jim, you brought up Jim, and we were talking about this earlier. That somewhere in here is the Infamy demo. Now I'm going through serious? the CDs trying to find the in yeah. Somewhere in here is the Infamy demo. I'm trying to find it. Well, that's def um, that's definitely something we have to yeah. play in the podcast. Yeah, de yeah, yeah. I was going to bring that. So I, I go ahead and talk about Infamy. While yeah. I'm so he, so here's the deal. You had um, so uh, my band Rupture. Uh, so we basically came out. So we started as as being called Arcturus before we realized there was a band called Arcturus uh, in in Scandinavia. And, you know, that's the way it used to be, just like there are different versions of Massacre, ladies and gentlemen. That was, you know, from back in the old days before the Internet, you named yourself something and didn't realize there were other bands. Um, so 
we uh, we used to be called Arcturus, and then we switched to being called Rupture. And when we did, we picked up a second guitarist because we were like, okay, Arcturus had more of a kind of Sepultura kind of vibe to it. It was death metal-ish, you know, had a little bit more of a thrash influence to it. But, I mean, definitely had the death metal vocals to it. Um, and then uh, we went and we got a new bass player. We got a new drummer. And we picked up a second guitarist. And our second guitarist was Darren Bridges, who... Uh, happened to play in this band called Infamy. Now, Infamy are one of those bands that underground tape traders know, and they definitely... So, Infamy was... Started... Oh, God. It would have been probably 86, 87. I mean, they were early. They were... I mean, Darren was really early. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, I know yeah, he was yeah. he was hanging out with everybody back in those, those early days, too. Um, so... Uh, infamy, infamy was absolutely brutal. I mean, they were one of those bands that death metal bands knew. I mean, so, you know, people in the scene in Florida knew them and tape traders knew them, but that was it. They never, it just, they, they never got any farther from that. And for me, it was absolutely, it was ridiculous because they were honestly, and I'm not just saying that because, you know, Darren played in a band with me. Infamy was was easily as good as any of the other bands that were coming out of Florida at that time. And they were doing their demos at the same time of, you know, the executioners, obituary, morbid angel, nocturnus massacres. They were doing demos. Their demos were at the same freaking time and they were equally as good. But for some reason, it just never, it just never, uh, it just never developed into anything else. But if cam has the demo, uh, CD that hopefully Jim Pedersen burnt from. We will definitely play some Infamy because I'm telling. I have, I, okay, I, I I just found it. It's the 1993 demo, the Romance Pathetic. Oh wow, Pathetic You, Romance Pathetic You. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I don't know if that's is that is no that Darren's Infamy or is no. It, ah, that might be something else. That, that's got to be a different one because uh, so the Ruptures stuff came out in '91, and everything Infamy would have come out in. 89 88 89 somewhere right around in there was when infamy would have uh, those demos would have come out but it, it, regardless if if cam doesn't have it i'm sure i can find it somewhere and we will definitely play that because again a band that people should have heard of that never got a chance to hear of and also another band we will definitely be playing on the podcast who uh just well chris from killing addiction uh also plays in druid lord and killing addiction was also another one of those florida bands around the same time you know uh, late 80s early 90s that uh also just absolutely brutal and were another one of those bands that tape traders and collectors knew but that was it it didn't go any it didn't go much farther than that and uh, Killing Addiction was the first band I ever personally saw because we played a lot of shows with them that actually downtuned. And I just remember seeing Pat, their bassist singer, was tuned so low that dude, you, this, the, you just thought the strings were going to stick to the damn pickups. It was absolutely ridiculous <laughs> yeah. how low they were tuned. And I, I'm not saying they were the, they were the first to do it, but they were one of the they were the first that I'd ever seen, you know, be actually tuned down that low. Uh, and it was it was just awesome, and and we will definitely play some Killing Addiction stuff because the Omega Factor uh, album is 
it's legendary and whenever you see they always make those lists when you see the tape traders and collectors and you know historians that make those lists of you know 20 or 30 death metal bands you've never heard of but should have killing addiction always managed to be on that list somewhere because really they were they were really early adopters of a lot of stuff and i mean pat's vocals i mean pat's vocals were as deep and brutal and i mean i i mean i thought my vocals were deep at that point i mean pat's vocals were just absolutely guttural and i mean they were just they, they were just absolutely brilliant back then so they're a damn band will also and hopefully at some point we'll be able to get chris on here and i'll be able to talk to him on the on the podcast because he's another one of those old school guys that you know I know, but you've asked it. You've been asking him. I've, yeah, yeah. So, him. so you bastard. You, I, I know you listen to the podcast, you bastard. So freaking. Uh, but I know right now yeah. he's 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 in Japan uh, or getting ready to go to Japan. But when he comes back, I will make sure to get him on there. And also, you know, another person we have to start beating up uh, and verbally abusing on here to get him to do an interview. I don't care. Let's use the podcast this way. Is Pete Slate? I need to get Pete Slate on this yeah. podcast because yeah. because Pete, Pete. <laughs> you being a bastard, you need to come on a damn podcast and talk to me because you are one of those people that was around the early days and was at a lot of shows. And I know you have some stories to tell about the old days. So Pete Slate, you need to come on the show. Chris Wickline, I need to have you on the show so you know we can talk about the early days of us playing together and stuff. So there you go. So we'll be playing okay, some. I'm, I'm, What's up? I'm googling. You're googling. And this is this is this. Is, yes, I'm googling, and this is Infamy from Florida. So mm -hmm. I do have. But this is their second demo. Really? Um, so it and yeah, and if you hit on if you hit on Darren, it does talk about him being in Rupture. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm actually on Darren Bridges uh, actually page. Um, I'm going back to the infamy. So yes, their first demo, which uh, oh, that's nice that they put the uh, the. If you go to Encyclopedia Metellum, and you bring up infamy, it tells you that their location is Altamont Springs, Florida. There you it does go. say the status is split up, but what's really nice, it's my logo. Is yes. it? That's a, yes. Oh yes, you go to the. It's the logo I drew for them. So that's really awesome. Um, Oh, so, wait. yeah, it's the logo I drew for Infamy. Yeah, go onto the Encyclopedia Metellum and bring up the Infamy. Wait, but I've, I've, got, I've got an Infamy from Los Angeles, California, not to be confused with... Okay, wait, there's there's the other Infamy. And yes. uh, it doesn't... Uh, see, that's funny. Is uh, Tranquility, that's what I was oh, thinking of. yes, it says not to be confused with the Los Angeles, California one. Yeah. It does say that on their page. Yeah. So, yes... Um, uh, yeah, talk, if you go on to Darren, it does say that he's ex, ex rupture as well. Uh, if you go on to their discography, you have the promo from 1990, you have the Tranquility demo from 1990, right. you have the Anguish demo from also 91. I think I do believe the Anguish demo was the one I did the cover for. Right. And then their last demo, which was in, uh, yes, actually, I just pulled up the, the Anguish demo. Yes, that's my artwork on the cover um, for that. Um, and then if you go to uh, go back, let's see, we go back to the the discography. The Romance Pathetica is their 1993 demo, which has Birch Filth, Lamentations, Scorched Earth Policy, Misshapen, which I remember that 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 song, Scorched Earth Policy, pretty pretty awesome. 
and delusions of reprieve. So I do have a demo, which is the last demo. That's cool. So that, I mean, if you want to, yeah, yeah, no, we 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 can play yeah. that. So what I was definitely thinking of was the tranquility and anguish demos because I know, yes, but yes. I, I never realized that. So I wonder if those weren't. Well, I, well, I'll figure it out. I'll talk to Darren maybe try to get him. Uh, but yeah. I, I wonder if those weren't recorded earlier. But anyway, so yeah. no. You I think you could get him. Can you talk to him and get him on the show? That'd be amazing. I, I, w I would love. To, <laughs> I, I, I would love I to get Darren. Oh, there is. There's the cover. Look at that. Oh, see, I even remember that. That's yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That is that is awesome. And yeah. and yeah. And see, look. And then look. Contact infamy. Jim Pedersen. <laughs> I gotta take this. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, I, gotta do, take, do, I got a phone call. Go yeah. We're gonna end this podcast. Cam got a phone call. And we were about at the end of what we were going to talk about anyway. So there you go. That's the end of this podcast. If there is anything you would like to say to us, as always, please send us an email. And you can do that at Beyond the Massacre Podcast. That's all one word, Beyond the Massacre Podcast at gmail.com. Write us an email. Let us know what you think. If we're shit, if we're good, whatever you want to say write it to us so anyway the first song we're going to play on our way out of here today is the band that cam was talking about 14th generation toilet hanaku-san great band absolutely female absolutely bonkers crazy stuff so anyway this is 14th generation toilet hanaku-san and the song is called massacre
So here's the last song of this podcast. The band is called Surim, and I'm going to play a track called Mutilated Corpse off the Unidentified Flying Body Parts album. Now, Cam talks in the podcast about a song called Bonesaw, and I couldn't find it anywhere except on YouTube, and it was a really shitty version. Um, So anyway, I wanted to put the band in there, and the song is absolutely fucking awesome. So don't be surprised. It's not the song Bonesaw if you are a Surim fan. So anyway... There you go. This is the last song of the podcast. Y'all have a wonderful day, night, afternoon, morning, whatever time it is where you're at. And we're out of here. It's a tradition. I know that. You told I me. was a berserk. The King Harold Fairhair. You went berserk? I went, went berserk. In every battle I ever fought for King Harold. So did your father. So he- did my father and his father before him. But it's a responsibility. It's a responsibility. Being a berserk. I must only let the red rage. The red rage take hold of you in the thick of battle. Oh no! I've had it all a thousand times!
Massacre fans across Europe, get ready because the band will be back this summer. That's right, Massacre will be touring the continent in the summer of 2020. Look for the tour to start on the 4th of July in Galeen, Netherlands. On the 6th of July in Vienna, Austria. 7th of July, Krakow, Poland. The 8th of July, the Czech Republic of Scenic Stream Festival. 9th of July, Nova Sad, Serbia at the Exit Festival. The 10th of July, Zagreb, Croatia. The 11th of July, Milan, Italy. The 12th of July, Graz, Austria. The 13th of July in Germany at the Inflamen Festival. The 14th of July in Aschaffenburg, Germany at the Colossals. And the 15th of July, the tour will be wrapping up in Sweden at the Gelfet Metal Festival. So get out there and get your dose of massacre. Sayonara, suckers!